welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan in for Zach Bingham uh, this morning and for the rest of the week. Uh, we got to make sure that uh, you guys know where to get the show. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to the show on our Twitter timeline, also on our Instagram, uh, and follow us on TikTok as well for more Titans practice highlights. Uh, and that YouTube follows a big one for you guys as well. Uh, but we got to thank our sponsors before we get officially going too, because they make it all happen for us and they help out you guys. When it comes to our sponsors, Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus, Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage, better rates, and better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So Orlando says uh, parking lot failing. It doesn't exactly rhyme or it doesn't necessarily have that alliteration like it reads. Uh, but Sam, live from St. Thomas Sports Park, getting ready for a big show and a big practice because the Cardinals are coming in town. Uh, so real quick, Sam, update uh, what Mike Vrabel has told us about what joint practices are going to look like over the next couple of days, because it will be a little bit different than what it was like last week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, a, l- a little bit of a different look. Uh, last week, we did see two joint practices, you know, full competitive days with them going at each other in drills and then running team periods. Mike Vrabel said he's talked to Cliff Kingsbury with the Arizona Cardinals and just going over some of their team health issues they're going to limit the amount of time that they spend doing joint practices today. So today will be a full normal day of joint practices, just like we saw with Tampa, all the individual periods, all of the drills, every rep will go against the Arizona Cardinals today and we'll get a good competitive day of practice. Tomorrow's where things will look different. We will not have that same full day of practices. Instead, Mike Vrabel said the two teams will mainly practice separate. Now, the Arizona Cardinals are still here. They're still going to practice on the field at St. Thomas Sports Park, but it just won't be with the Titans. And Mike Vrabel said they might come together at the very end, run a two-minute period, just one last live look going into the game. But in terms of trying to keep these guys healthy, wanting to make sure everybody's feeling good, we got a couple days left of training camp at this point in time. The regular season's right there, and health is a big concern for all of these coaches right now. So instead of two days, it's just going to be one. That makes today extra crucial for all of the Titans guys trying to earn the back end of those roster spots. Makes all of these reps that much more important because opportunity at this point, Austin, is so few and far between, uh, and, and these guys have to make sure they're taking advantage. Yeah, and, and no doubt. And last week we talked about Tampa's wide receivers like Mike Evan, Chris Godwin, and uh, Russell Gage not practicing against the Titans. And the Titans DBs had their way, for the most part, against Tampa's secondary receivers. Uh, but this week, DeAndre Hopkins is practicing, even though he's going to serve a six-game suspension. There's a lot of other talented wide receivers on this Cardinals roster A.J. Green's older, but he's still pretty good. Rondale Moore smoked Elijah Molden in week one last season. Uh, we all got to see that. And then uh, Javante Payton, a former Vol. There's some, there's some pretty good talent at wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals in this practice. And I'll go ahead for I just mentioned Javante Payton, a former Vol. Also, former Vol quarterback Jarrett Garantano 
is on the Cardinals practice. So maybe some interceptions (laughs) up for grabs uh, for the Titans DBs later on today. But let's talk about the Titans quarterbacks because, Sam, we're going to break down Malik Willis and the two other biggest wild cards when it comes to the Titans 53-man roster. And so we'll get into the four players who are fighting for two spots. But it is a big conversation for Malik Willis and fighting for that second quarterback job. So I don't want your answer yet, Sam, on this, because we're going to ask you guys two or three quarterbacks here in a few minutes. But Sam, your overall scope, just kind of zoom out for a second. When you started covering this team right after the draft, we saw Malik Willis in rookie minicamp. We've seen him grow throughout minicamp in May and June to now where he is in deep into August. How do you feel about the growth of Malik Willis over the last three months? I think I feel the same way Malik feels in the, in the sense that he would tell you it, it really is night and day, Austin. There's no question that there's a lot for him to work on. We've been berating those things. We know what his flaws are at this point in time, but I remember getting on the practice field with you and watching Malik Willis and just about every throw, we kind of like looked at each other a little sideways about this kid is not ready and his footwork is not good and his his accuracy is not always great to the sideline right now. And you've kind of seen him take the step of being a little bit more confident. I know that's something that Mike Vrabel has been really uh, hammering home with Malik is wanting him to play free, saying, hey, man, don't worry about being perfect. Go have fun. Let it rip. And I think you're starting to see that more and more with Malik Willis every practice now where his confidence has definitely taken a step up in his own ability. Now, the key for Malik is going to be harnessing that confidence and not wanting to get too outside himself, try and make plays, cause turnovers, be reckless with the football. But I have been impressed with the way that I've seen them polish him in just a couple weeks of working with him here and maybe total six weeks of him being with the Titans, you know, in the building overall. Uh, So really impressive stuff from that point. And it makes you feel even better about maybe what they could do with a full year of Malik being, uh, you know, behind Ryan Tannehill, working with the coaching staff and where he could be even a year from today. So he's far away from being uh, the starting quarterback or, or, or the guy that they know he could be eventually. But I have been very impressed with the amount of growth that I think we've seen very quickly. I mean, Austin, rookie minicamp. He wasn't even be he couldn't even take snaps under center. Right. He didn't know how right. to field snaps under center because he hadn't done it at Liberty at all. He was a shotgun only quarterback. And now we're not only seeing him do that, but they're utilizing the play action very well, the quarterback keepers very well. QB draws, using his athleticism and skill set to benefit the offense. And it's been it's been nice for Malik so far. I think that when you get him uh, moving and you allow him to be athletic, that's when he thrives, and that's when uh, he gives the defense the most problems. Yeah, uh, Bobby says Malik is a learner. That's a good attribute to have. No, there's no doubt about that. Jesse yeah. asked, where's Zach? Zach is in Dallas uh, as we gear up for the football season for the rest of this week. He'll be back um, on Monday. Sam Phelan in for Zach the rest of this week, our new Titans reporter, who's been doing a great job at Titans training camp and throughout the summer on this. So a lot of, a lot of comments that I was reading, Sam, as you were going through your opinion there, uh, Charles says the competition is over. Woodside is done. Jonathan says uh, nonsense. <laughs> uh, Billy says the fight is over. Chris Frazier says no. Nah. Uh, Nate says Willis is fighting for the second quarterback job. Willis won by knockout two weeks ago, KO uh, Woodside in the first round. But like, you know, I get that from the fact of fans, right? But this is about the Titans because we heard Todd Downing, 
a couple weeks ago, uh, say that, you know, these two guys are at different spots when it comes to what they need from the backup quarterback job. So at the end of the day, my opinion, Sam's opinion, and all the opinions of you guys watching really doesn't matter to Mike Vrabel, Todd Downing, and John Robinson, who and Pat O'Hara and Tim Kelly and the others who are making the ultimate decision on are they going to keep two quarterbacks or are they going to keep three quarterbacks? So, Sam, let's go ahead and tee this baby up. Let's ask this question. This is the official prediction from all of us here on the show. You guys, Sam and I, I guess minus Zach. Zach will have his official prediction maybe Monday before cuts officially happen Tuesday afternoon. So we are less than a week away from full cuts down to 53 man. So here's the question. The official prediction from all of us watching today. Will the Titans keep two or three quarterbacks on the initial 53 man roster? So again, not your opinion, your opinion on what you think the Titans will do. So will the Titans keep two or three quarterbacks on the Initial 53-man roster, but first let me tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a brand new ride, go check them out there in Lebanon, uh, and they can help you find a new vehicle. Zach always says, and he's not lying, he's dead on right, uh, that Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon, they have better prices because they don't have to pay those downtown Nashville fees. Just like the beer in Nashville is more expensive, so are the car price tags. So go out to Lebanon, quick trip, I-40 East to Wilson County Hyundai. Go see our friend Payne Bone and let him hook you up with the right car for you, whether it's the Sonata, the the four-door sedan, or the Palisade that's got the third-row SUV or anything in between there. They've got it for you. They've got electric vehicles. The Ionic is sweet. I see them on the road all the time. So check them out right there, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And we got to talk about MGM as uh, bet MGM rather as well, Austin. You know, football is almost here, but baseball is here. Major League Baseball is in full swing right now. And right now with bet MGM, they've got MLB one game parlay insurance. So if you go and you place a Major League Baseball one game parlay of four legs or more, and it falls just one leg short, you can get up to $25 back. With the one-game parlay insurance with BetMGM, Albert Pujols is on an absolute tear right now. He's inhuman at 42 years old. So if you want to go into BetMGM and place a parlay on the Cardinals to win and Albert Pujols to hit a home run, there's a good chance it could hit. And if not, if you're just one leg short, BetMGM's got you with at least 25 with $25 back uh, on their four-leg or four-leg parlay uh, parlay insurance with BetMGM.com. I mean, it's. I was thinking, like, what year is it that Albert Pujols is on fire right now? I, you know, it could be 2006 for all I know. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. Sam is live at St. Thomas Sports Park for uh, Titans practice later on this morning. Our question, and this is the official prediction for what we think the Titans are going to do. Not what we would want to do, but what we think the Titans are going to do. Will they keep? Two or three quarterbacks on the 53. Man, tighten up, says two. Steven says three. Mark says two. Deshaun Washington says two. Uh, Terrence says the future looks bright. Definitely take time. Uh, very fortunate to have Tannehill as Malik's mentor. And mentor gate feels like years ago at this point. <laughs> yes, uh, it does. Jo- uh, Jay Joy says Malik is QB2. Deal with it. Uh, that's not exactly the question. Uh, but uh, Justin says two quarterbacks. Jesse says three quarterbacks. Nate says two quarterbacks. Adios, Logan Woodside. 
Xavier says three. It's still too early for Malik. Trey says two. AE says keep two, but put Woodside on the practice squad. So, you know, that's answering the question uh, there of two quarterbacks in this situation. Christopher says two. Titans kiss. Kyle says, I want two, but I think they're going to hang on to Woodside for a while. Sam, we got a ton of a ton of answers. I see our girl Nika says three. I see Jordan says two. A lot of answers on two or three. Sam, what do you think? What do you think the Titans do? Is it two or three quarterbacks on the on the initial roster? Well, I I think this is the this is one of the biggest questions of, of Cut Day. I, I think when when those final cuts are coming out, everybody's going to be watching. Uh, looking for those Titans updates, trying to see if they see Logan Woodside's name uh, uh, on a cut sheet. And I've gone back and forth, and I think a week away, I think two quarterbacks. I think Malik Willis is the backup. I think he's the number two. I, I just I don't see where Logan Woodside has earned it. And, and I think Malik has it more so than Woodside. They've given him every opportunity to establish himself as the number two. And they know that he's inexperienced and they know that he's raw. They also know that he's a playmaker and that he's made more plays than Logan Woodside so far. So uh, they're still working on some things, timing, you know, pocket presence, you know, climbing the pocket, those things. I thought he took a couple strides specifically in Tampa Bay and Malik just talking to him after the fact. He's so intentional about trying to grow in those ways. And we talked to him and he just said, yeah, you know, I, I know that I can make I know that I can make plays with my legs. It's about not feeling like I need to. It's about that being my last resort. It's about killing them with my arm and mm -hmm. using my legs as my last resort. I think, I think it's two quarterbacks. Uh, if there is a third, third quarterback, I don't think it's Logan Woodside. I'll go ahead really? and say that much. I, I think the waiver wire would be something to monitor. I, I like I, At this point, if you're the Titans, the question is, who do you trust to run the game plan the best? Now, Logan Woodside is the most experienced in the system of an external option of Malik Willis or of himself. But he's shown that he hasn't had success in the system. So I don't get what the point is of keeping Logan Woodside when – like, I don't care if you can run the system if you run the system poorly. That, that's what it comes down to, and that's what Logan Woodside is at this point. He's a backup quarterback, maybe not even. He, you know, I like the point that was made earlier. He, I, he doesn't get picked up by anybody else, and that tells you all you need to know. So try and practice squad him. He's your emergency backup guy to add to the 53 in case Tannehill or Willis goes down and can't play. But it's Ryan Tannehill and it's Malik Willis, and uh, I think – Keeping a third one is an oversight on John Robinson's part because you've got guys battling for positions at depth that you might need. We don't need a third quarterback. We don't need Logan Woodside to be a poor backup, like sitting on this 53-man roster when other guys might give you something of value. You know, you, you, yeah. you can keep that extra receiver, that extra DB, whatever it is. It's not Logan Woodside. All right, so I, I don't think if there's a third quarterback, it's somebody other than the three they have right here. So I will disagree with you on that point. I think the waiver wire at quarterback is something the Titans don't even go close to, to touching. So what I think, and this is interesting, right? Because this is the initial 53-man roster. So th that doesn't mean it's done. So the Titans and every other NFL team cut down to 53 by Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time. Then there's the waivers. Then after the initial 53, everybody else goes and see who else is cut. And then you, you know, but you also don't have to have 53. You can cut players and have 52 or 51 and then want to go keep, uh, grab somebody off the waiver wire that somebody else cut. You know, I, Matt says extra punter. I think that's interesting. And because of the, uh, 
the injury to the Colts punter yesterday. You know, would you rather keep Logan Woodside or both punters? I think it's a silly question, uh, but it is it is kind of a funny situation that we're in here right now. Uh, yeah, like Orlando says, plot twist, they cut Woodside and keep Brian Stonehouse. So I don't think that happens. I think they're just going to keep one punter. Here's how I feel about this, though. And we're going to dive into my roster projection that I have right now, and it kind of tells you. I think they're going to keep three quarterbacks. Just because I don't know if there's a a lot of other guys out here that are worth keeping that to get them to 53. And so when I, I did my roster prediction, and I've got a couple open spots on offense. And I think Malik, I think Malik Willis. See, here's how I've changed. I thought they were a three quarterback roster because Malik Willis was going to be the distant third quarterback. I think Malik Willis is your number two. Like everything you said about the Titans have uh, kept uh, or given every opportunity for Malik Willis to win the second job possible. And I think he's really close to solidifying that. But I do think the insurance policy of Logan Woodside is good. I think Logan Woodside staying around here uh, is a good thing for Malik Willis as well on the roster. So I think I have them keeping three quarterbacks because I don't think it hurts this roster as much as I initially thought once I went through the other positions. Well, here's the thing that I think you're missing. You said there's not too many guys out here worth keeping. Why is Logan Woodside worth keeping? Because, Austin, he's I don't think – in what world does Logan Woodside get picked up by another team to be added to their 53? You can keep him in the building and still not have him on your 53-man roster on the practice squad. And I get what you're saying, that they might not have guys in the building right now to put on the 53 worth keeping, but that's where that well, waiver wire comes in. If they're not involved at the waiver wire at quarterback, they should be at offensive tackle. They should be a sure. wide receiver. They should yeah. be everywhere else. And that's a spot that you need. And Logan no, Woodside I is... Is I not, don't disagree. So here's, he's not worth avoiding but, that opportunity. But here's the thing, though. I think the Titans initially keep him, and I think Logan Woodside is somebody who could get cut and signed to the practice squad after you go add something from the waiver wire, right? Like there's, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. I think Logan Woodside makes the initial 53, but I think he's expendable and he gets sent down whenever like he is one of the top guys to get demoted to the practice squad if the Titans go outside of the waiver wire and bring in another position. So, but I think putting him on the initial 53 adds further protection that you can keep Logan Woodside in your organization for off the field reasons. Does that make sense? But I still am. I understand what you're saying. And, and I think that that would be a more likely scenario, right? He's on the 53, but he's the first guy out. You know, if you feel like there's a guy that you want to bring in, I still don't see the point of adding him to the the, the opening day 53 because because uh, I guess you're just saying that's what you think that they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Titan Kyle well, says, well, I, well, I agree with Austin, even if I don't want that to happen. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think Logan Woodside's worth the roster spot. I'm telling you what I think the Titans are going to do. And plus, here I'll say this again. To me, to me, to me, the purpose of keeping guys on the initial 53 is because you don't want them to get claimed by another team. And Logan Woodside's a guy that... I feel confident that's not going to happen to. So if it's an extra DB or an extra tackle or whatever position it is that you feel like you need to have the depth at, while I get what you're saying, he can be the first guy out in the extra insurance policy. If, say, they want to cut Adrian Colbert and put him on the, whoever it is, you know, in, in their defensive back depth, 
that's a guy that might get claimed. That's a guy that might get scooped up. And Lonnie Johnson could go on a 53 somewhere else. Logan Woodside's not going on a 53 anywhere else because he has no value to anybody but the Titans because this is the only system he knows. Well, and Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Um, but I, Arthur... That would be – they've got a deep quarterback room in Atlanta that Logan Woodside would well, not be a part of. But Deep – I don't know how – I mean, Mariota, Desmond Ritter, and Felipe Franks. They have three quarterbacks. I don't know if it's deep or not with talent, but – Excuse Known me, tight end, Felipe Franks. Yeah, right. Here, here's what I'll say. I'll, I'll simplify my opinion on what I think the Titans are going to do with this sentence. I think the Titans keep Logan Woodside on the initial 53-man roster, but I think he's very likely to be on the practice squad by week one. I mean, my question would be, Ryan Tannehill gets hurt before week one. Who's your starting quarterback? That's not going to happen. There's no, there's zero way Ryan well, Tannehill I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I'm just if you don't believe Logan Woodside can be the starting quarterback, and I know you're saying this isn't what you would do, what you think the Titans would do. Yeah. I just hope John Robinson would protect the depth of the roster at some of the weaker positions in the building, but rather I, than keep a guy that he doesn't feel realistically can bring value to the team well, by being on the 53. But again, I think there's you know you brought up the Adrian Colbert situation. I, Adrian Colbert, you know. He Lonnie Johnson or any of these other safeties, you know, those guys, you it doesn't matter. Like being in the building doesn't matter. Like you need to know your role in the playbook and all that for a safety, but it's a safety position. And you're yeah. talking about a guy like that, right? Like you can rotate those dudes all year long. And John Robinson always does that. But a quarterback, I think is different because of the continuity and Logan Woodside being there to help out Malik Willis. Again, I think he makes the 53. I think he's on the practice squad by week one. Uh, but that's what I believe the Titans will do. Now, let's get to this because the Logan Woodside conversation is involved in what we're going to do next, and that's the two biggest wildcard roster spots outside of the quarterback position. I think there's two spots open, and there's four guys who could fill it. Uh, one of them is Logan Woodside, so we'll talk about that, and I'll kind of go through more of my opinion on what I mean about all this here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know where you're going. You have to know who you can trust and how to get back to full health as quickly and efficiently as possible. And the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin, they can do that because they've got the experts. They've got 12 plus doctors there at their Franklin facility who specialize in any type of injury you could possibly think of happening whether it's you know anything to do with your, your head to your toe, your spine to your knee, to your ankle, to your foot, to your shoulder and elbow and hand, the Bone & Joint Institute's got you guys covered at boneandjointtn.org. And we got to talk about BetMGM and their one-game, single-game parlay insurance. That's right, Major League Baseball one-game parlay insurance with BetMGM. So if there's an MLB game that you like tonight, if you've got nothing to watch, you're sitting around, you've got whatever game it is that you've got on if you're going to watch, uh, I don't know if the Braves play tonight, but you're going to watch Padres and Twins, whatever West Coast game late at night, if you want to play, say, one game parlay of four legs or more, BetMGM will give you parlay insurance up to $25 if your parlay's one leg short. So that, that's the worst feeling in all of sports betting is when you place the parlay and you are one leg short and then everything crumbles and you go five of six and you feel like it's a lost cause. Not a worry. With BetMGM, 
and Major League Baseball one-game parlay insurance. That's betmgm.com, up to $25 on your one-game parlay for Major League Baseball. All right, Sam, here live on this Wednesday, practice between the Titans and the Cardinals just less than an hour away. So, uh, you know, we talked a lot about Logan Woodside and Malik Willis. I think we both agree that Malik Willis is way better than Logan Woodside. Like, they're that that is no longer a conversation. It's now just more about how the Titans value having multiple quarterbacks who can do different things. And Sam, there go the buses. The Arizona Cardinals are arriving to practice right there behind you in those Greyhound yes, buses. They are. Uh, so that that's uh, fun. J.J. Watt, not there, right? J.J. Watt has COVID, so he is not in town uh, this week. So, Sam, I went through my roster, and I, I, I started – the offense was a lot more difficult than the defense. The defense felt pretty easy for me. Now, we'll talk about one position later on, but I, I think the defense – I had 25 players. I had five defensive linemen with Simmons, Autry, Tart, Demarcus Walker, and Naquan Jones. I had five edge players – with uh, Landry Dupree, Rashad Weaver, Ola, and David, what's his name? Uh, Adeni, I believe, or Aneni. Aneni is how we're pronouncing it, right? Yeah, Aneni. I've been working on that. Yeah, yeah it's, I, uh, I knew you've been working. I had no idea. I knew you've been working on it. So I have David yeah. Aneni making the roster. At inside linebacker, I've got five as well. David Long, Jr., Zach Cunningham, Monty Rice, Chance Campbell, and Dr. Gibby, Jack Gibbons. At corner, I have five as well. There's the theme here, right? Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley, Roger McCree, Elijah Molden, and Chris Jackson I have making it kind of because, you know, they. I thought Shakur Brown had an option. I had an opportunity, but he got hurt and got cut uh, because yeah. of the injury. At safety, I've got Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker, A.J. Moore, Theo Jackson, and Lonnie Johnson. So uh, that's the defense. On offense, I have 23 locks. I've got two open spots on offense. Tannehill and Willis locked. Henry, Hilliard, Haskins, and Torrey Carter locks. Tight end, I've got Hooper, Chig, Swaim, and Hudson locks. Wide receivers, I've got Woods, Burks, NWI, um, uh, Phillips, and Racy locks. Then I've got eight offensive linemen. Lawan, Brewer, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, NPF, Dylan Radins, Jamarco Jones and Jordan Ruse as locks. So I've got two open spots on offense. I think four guys that could fill these two open spots, Logan Woodside, Trenton Cannon, potentially as your kick returner, Des Fitzpatrick, and then Corey Levin slash waiver wire offensive lineman. I think those are your four guys with two spots. So my question, Sam, is if that's my if that's your decision, and we've got some Reggie Robertson people uh, coming in and asking about him, I think <clears throat> we'll talk about him more throughout this week and early next week because that yep. Sam and I have a conversation we've been having off air about him that we want to do the right way. So Sam, if you've got those two spots, Woodside, Cannon, Dez, and Levin. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going Dez and Levin slash uh, waiver wire offensive lineman. I, I don't think it's close. I've liked Trenton Cannon. I liked him early. 
Racy McMath is going to be the kick returner. Kyle Phillips is going to be the punt returner. Hassan Haskins has really taken strides to be the third running back with Dontrell Hilliard being the third down guy and the pass catcher. I don't see where Trenton Cannon's role is on that team. I was talking to Buck Rising in the press box during the game against uh, Tampa Bay. Just kind of looked over at him and I'm like, there's no scenario in which Trenton Cannon makes this roster, is there? And yeah. we were kind of at the agreement that with, with the strides Hassan Haskins has taken as a special teamer and Racy McMath being the clear-cut kick return option at this point, I don't see Trenton Cannon making the team. I just explained to you my Malik Willis take, uh, or my Malik Willis to, to Logan Woodside, rather, on why I don't think Woodside should or would make the roster. Um Dez is receiver six in my eyes, and the interesting thing with Dez Fitzpatrick is he doesn't have much of a special teams impact, which I think is something that is mm -hmm. really important to this coaching staff when you compare him to a Mason Kinsey or some of the other options like a Reggie Robertson even uh, of, of guys that are in the, in the room. Uh, but Dez has started to get a little bit better too, and the biggest thing for me, Austin, is that they're, they're pot committed to Dez Fitzpatrick with, with the draft capital that they spent on him with all the – gassing up they did of Des Fitzpatrick during the summer, giving him the offseason award. All of these things lead me to believe that they want to at least keep him on the roster and give him a shot to make it look like less of a miss, maybe. I, I Des Fitzpatrick got a shout-out by Amon Ross St. Brown as one of the wide receivers that were drafted in front of him during hard knocks with the Lions. He remembers all of their names, and hearing Des Fitzpatrick going before St. Brown was a little bit of a a cringe moment for Titans fans, I'm sure, knowing what they what yeah. could have been had they pulled the trigger on St. Brown. But uh, I think he's wide receiver six at this point, and unless somebody comes available that they like more, uh, I think that's the most logical option. Levin would make sense. I like him to make the team. Uh, I think they need a fourth tackle, to be honest with you. Like, I, I don't – that out of all those offensive linemen that you listed, Luan, Brewer, Jones, Davis, Raidens, NPF – uh, Jamarco Jones ruse. You've got three tackles among that group right there. Well, and I think you need a fourth one. I mean, I know you might have a couple swing guys there, uh, but yeah, I do think that's Jamarco, something to monitor as well. Yeah. Jamarco Jones played tackle at times in Seattle. He was his, most of his snaps came at left guard. His second most snaps came at right tackle. Ironically. Um, so yeah, I, I don't disagree. I would give uh, is I think Des out of these four deserve it. I don't think Trent Cannon has a role. <clears throat> like you said, I agree with that. I think it's Woodside and Dez out of these four that end up getting those spots. I think Corey Levin, and he's been around for several, he's been around for several years. Corey Levin has, and he's been a guy who has gotten cut and brought back and cut and brought back several times. I just think this is another cut and brought back the practice squad type of thing because you want to go. I agree with you. I think you need another tackle type player on that offensive line. And, you know, you hope you can have Aaron Brewer has taken snaps at center. So Corey Levin as a backup center. You, you've already got that with Brewer and the versatility at O-line is, is impressive. You know, some people say, I have no idea who Jordan Ruse is. Jordan Ruse, <clears throat> I think, is a lock because, <clears throat> excuse me, when – Nate Davis has missed practice. He's been starting right guard, and which has kind of been he, surprising to me. I don't think he's yeah, like he, super great, but I think he's impressed the coaching staff enough to get that opportunity. I think Christian Deloro is another guy who just as a as a pure tackle option could be one could contend for that last spot over a guy like Levin and get and work his way into that mix. With what we talked about yesterday, though, Austin, like they might have what. 
two and a half tackles. I mean, you mentioned Jamarco Jones can slide over there. All of a sudden, the Titans are looking up at Dylan Raiden's like, you might be more of a guard. We're moving you to, to go play guard solely. I just think when you don't feel great about Raiden's at guard and you don't have another guy that you know can play there, that seems like a very, very likely point of attack for John Robinson on the waiver wire, which could shake things up. So, so I think Levin, like obviously we have to base our 53-man predictions right now off of the guys that are in the building and the guys that are, are eligible to be uh, on that roster. But uh, yeah, Deloro would be one of the in-house names that I, I think I could see in the scenario. Uh, but I think Robinson will be active on trying to add some more offensive line depth. That's something that they lack. They 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 sorely, sorely lack. And, and uh, I would see that before they do anything else. But I think uh, Des Fitzpatrick and insert offensive lineman here would be more logical before. But like you said, too, uh, there is an option in which Logan Woodside is on the 53. And then once final cuts are made, they add the offensive line, lineman and put him to the practice squad by week one. Here's another uh you know, nugget and wrinkle the Titans can use because they kind of did this yesterday to get to 80, right? They had to cut down to 80 by three o'clock Tuesday, yesterday. Uh, and they did that. They were 81 and they put Caleb Shudek on the IR, the short-term IR, right? And so he's out for at least four games. Well, they could also have Monty Rice to do that as well because Monty Rice has been on the PUP list physically unable to perform and has not practiced at all. And no. so is Monty Rice still on the PUP list and what's his likeliness of being able to play immediately. So you could put Monty Rice on the IR just like you did Shudek and then and then maybe buy you 4 weeks of a roster spot. So if Monty Rice can be hidden on the IR for 4 weeks and then you buy an extra spot for uh, one of these guys too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, I mean, there's creative ways to work around this 53-man mark right here. We saw them do it yesterday. Not ready to pull the trigger on a cut yet. And they said, all right, yeah, I, I don't know how hurt Caleb Shudak actually is if he's worthy of the four-game IR. But for now, you know, then the phantom IR works just as well sometimes too and allows you to kind of work around some things. And uh, yeah, could be a thing to take advantage of. I don't really expect Monty Rice to be on the active 53, if I'm being honest with you, just because he hasn't practiced, like you said, and, and there's guys that have. And in terms of readiness physically, you don't really know where he's at in terms of his conditioning and, and his health just in general. Uh, so that's something to monitor. And it, it would be hard for me to see him being on the 53, taking up one of those spots or getting playing time fresh off the IR without having practiced at all or gotten into football shape. Yeah. And, and Monty Rice, if he was healthy, would absolutely be a part of this football team. But just because, Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. He's he's been um, strong as well. And, you know, a, a question uh, Xavier says he's been asking this question for a month. Uh, and that question is from Kyle. Is Autry a possible PUP candidate? Uh, haven't heard from him all camp. I mean, if they haven't put Danico Autry on the pup list yet, then they're probably not going to. So yeah. Danico Autry is deep into his 30s. He's a really good player. And I don't know what he has been missing time for, but he hasn't been out there since early in camp. Uh, so, but again, like if they had plenty of opportunity to put him on the PUP list, I guess, but they haven't decided to do that. So it must not, they must not fear too long-term of a situation with him since they held off on that. 
No, nah, you know, we've seen them kind of limit guys' involvement and stuff where they feel like it's necessary, especially with some of these guys that are a little bit older, just trying to keep them fresh. And uh, I think they know that uh, Autry is going to be a, a big part of this team week one, a big part of that defense week one. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, though. If he was going to go on the pup list, he would already be there. Right. So another wild card. We mentioned Malik Willis and two other wild cards on this roster. We've talked about the wide receiver position and the offensive spot up for grabs there too. I also think defensive back is interesting because of injuries to Chris Jackson and what Chris Jackson was doing before he got hurt. Now he's back, right? Sam, he came back to practice um, on Monday, which I think is a good thing to see overall, but then Shakur Brown, who was having a really nice camp got cut uh, on Monday waved injured. So that's unfortunate because I thought he had an outside chance to make it. So now you're sitting there with four corners that you like it, a lot in Fulton, Farley, McCreary, and Molden. The fifth corner is now wide open. And I think you've got four safeties that are going to make the team in Byard, Hooker, A.J. Moore, and rookie Theo Jackson, who's also been banged up. But you need more defensive backs. And Chris Jackson, because of longevity and from process of elimination, seems like he could make the team. And then I added Lonnie Johnson on there because Lonnie Johnson's played both corner and safety. He's made plays. He's created turnovers in like his one week as a Titan. Uh, and I think Lonnie Johnson has an opportunity to be a versatile piece of that defensive back room uh, with a late camp ad. I've thought all of the new additions actually Austin have all looked pretty strong from Colbert to Johnson to Gillespie. I thought they've all been pretty good in terms of coming in here. Gillespie has like the cast on, I believe it's his left hand, but he still found, he still found a way to use that club and get his, uh, get his club on the ball and, and get a couple PBUs. So he's made plays as well. Uh, in terms of all three of them, I think both are all proving to be pretty strong additions by John Robinson, just in terms of bringing competition to that room. We mentioned Theo Jackson, maybe starting to, to sweat a little bit. He was sitting pretty uh, without much, uh, competition going on among yeah. the DBs. And then all of a sudden the, the sixth round rookie starts looking up and says, okay, I got, I believe he was sixth round, right? Seventh, sixth, That's right. sixth. Yeah. Sixth. Yeah. So he starts looking up and says, okay, I actually have to bring it. I think of those three, I'm with you. I think Lonnie Johnson is probably the favorite in my eyes to make the team, the positional versatility. Like you said, I think he's had the best camp so far. Uh, and probably the most upside uh, at this point in time of any of these guys as well as somebody who could potentially be a playmaker. I think you're probably looking at six cornerbacks, maybe. Do you think they keep six with well, Mabin and Jackson? Ooh, Greg Mabin is somebody. It's like, do you, Greg Mabin, I think, if I could do over for my roster this morning, I think I would do Greg Mabin over Chris Jackson because I think you're right. But they could. They kept seven on the initial fifty-three last year. So seven cornerbacks, six safeties on the initial fifty-three. So like they they've prioritized depth at that spot before that that switched up, you know, in the first couple weeks of the season, moving around some depth pieces. But they, I mean, they had seven receivers, seven uh, DBs, and six safeties by my count. So last year, thirteen. Last year, they had thirteen defensive backs on the opening day fifty-three are on the initial 53 man. Uh, and so I don't think they're afraid to keep extra if they feel like they need the depth, especially with well, health as a question mark. I think it's Farley, Fulton, McCreary, Molden, Mabin, 
Chris Jackson's my maybe as number six. And then, as you said, Hooker, Byer, Jackson, Moore. And then maybe Josh Kalou for special yeah. teams. Maybe yeah. Colbert. Maybe Johnson. There's a lot of questions. I just saw, yeah, the Josh Kalou comment from Darius. If Josh Kalou makes it, it's going to be because of his special teams, not because of him as a defensive Well, back. and, and I, here, I, here it goes. Here it comes full circle, right? If I had those yeah. two spots in the offense, let's flip those over, right? I don't think now I'm thinking Des Fitzpatrick doesn't need to make the team. Des has Des is you feel auto- good about five wide receivers is the question. Yes, because, because all, I, all five are active again, on game day, right? But they kept they all, kept seven last year. So I mean, like, do you really think wide they go receivers? from seven? They had Julio, AJ Brown, NWI, Marcus Johnson, Batson, Reynolds, and Rogers on the on the initial cut day. That's seven wide receivers on the on the starting fifty three for the twenty twenty one Titans. Do we see them going down to five? I don't. I think six is probably but the here's the, mark. the difference there. AJ and Julio were yep. only offensive guys. Yeah, Woods no, one hundred percent, and I mean even Chester Rogers and and everybody else on in that room was making. Josh Reynolds was only a offensive guy, zero special teams, right? And so yep. that's where I think you, all five of these guys are active on game day for the Titans wide receivers. Dez is not as of right now. The only way Dez is active on game day is if there's an injury to one of the guys above him. So yep. I think I would rather have an extra defensive back rather than Dez Fitzpatrick. I would, I, you know, the offensive line thing's interesting because I think you need, uh, a, you, you need, need a fourth some... tackle. There's a, there, I don't even, I know Jamarco Jones can play there. Dylan Radins can play there. So that's, and Dylan Radins is a natural tackle who they're working back. I think uh, if there's a veteran available that you feel good about being a, a plug and play tackle for you, you have to make that move and, and you have to prioritize bringing that in because you know, I, I mentioned Christian Deloro. I don't think anybody feels good about Christian Deloro having to play left tackle in a game for the Titans. And so if no. Taylor Luan goes down for whatever reason or he has to miss a couple snaps, you need a guy that you feel like you can trust to go out there and do his job, right? And if that's a veteran, there's going to be some available. There are every every time this time of year, you know, after the after these initial cuts get made, there, there's veteran offensive linemen available. So I think that has to be a priority I think Dez, as you said, the the question with Dez is if it's Dez or is it an extra defensive back? I think that's really what it comes down to because Dez does not have the special teams impact that a guy like Josh Kalou could have or a number of those DBs could have. And that's important to Mike Vrabel, and and I don't think that that should be overlooked at all. I have been seeing a lot, Austin, as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've been getting a lot of Julius Chestnut questions. He's not going to make the team. Uh, There's no – There's. I know, you know, he's been – complimented some in the preseason fans might have liked what they've seen I don't think there's any scenario Julius Chestnut makes the team I think he's running back five like if you're counting Cannon and if you're counting Tory Carter he's even deeper than that where you know he's a guy who I think you can easily get on the P squad who I think you can easily try and you know work on some things and develop some things with and uh, you can keep him as a, a as a backup option but I think it's Hilliard, Haskins, and Henry. It's Triple H, as you said yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tory Carter is your fullback. I, I think that's it. If there's no spot for Trenton Cannon, there's definitely not a spot for Julius Chestnut. Yeah, so I think I've made my decision. No Dez. Dez, is not, Dez doesn't have a spot here. He doesn't. There's no special team. Racy McMath is going to get Dez cut again this year, just like he did last year. But again, like yep. you know, um, I'd rather have that extra DB. 
And and John, Nate says Chestnut fumble it cost him. No, it never cost him. He I, was already- I, mean, I mean, you don't want to fumble in preseason, especially as a as a you know guy trying to make a team. But he was getting cut if he went for a hundred yards in that game. In my, it didn't. Opinion. Like, yeah, I, he could he could the, be the, the NFL the depth didn't chart. <laughs> yeah, the depth chart just was not in Julius's favor entering <clears throat> camp and. Uh, if anything, he's trying to put stuff on tape for another team out there that might have a, an open spot in their running back room. Yeah. Uh, Scott says, Austin, why keep Hudson over Dez? I just think Tommy Hudson, uh, uh, th- this team still is a two tight end set offense. Like, yep, that, and, that's exactly what I was going to say. They're going to go heavy. And, and so I think they're going to keep four. I thought it would be, we both thought it would be Briley Moore, too. I think, you know, if you would have asked us a week ago yeah. who they were going to keep as that fourth tight end, it was Briley Moore. But yeah, obviously with that cut, it feels like Hudson is a lock to get that spot. And, and Tommy Hudson is a big enough body where you can use him on some type of special teams. Yeah, and, and I think, too, you know, you, you're going to work Austin Hooper out of the slot some a little bit more like he was in Atlanta rather than Cleveland. Chigakonkwo is obviously more of a vertical guy than he is a run blocker at this point in time, which is fine. Uh, but you need a couple of those big bodies, you know, as some reserve options to run. Just run the ball down throats, right? And, and Jeff Swain provides you that, and Tommy Hudson's that, that, extra, that extra insurance policy. Yeah, so look, there's a there's a less than a week to go, and there's two practices uh, today against the Cardinals. Tomorrow, uh, separate, uh, but the Cardinals will be there. And then there's the game on Saturday, and then cuts will start to be made over the weekend after that game, as everybody has to get down uh, to 53 guys uh, by Tuesday at uh, three Central. Now, Ethan did ask a good question. Uh, earlier let me scroll up to it uh he says how many players can go on the practice squad are we back to the old uh, practice squad rules or did some of the covid changes stay i think for the benefit of the nfl the covid rules stayed for practice squad so 16 guys can go on the practice squad now they've uh you can put veterans on the practice squad now too which i think is good um and then uh also you can protect four practice squad players per week that cannot get poached uh, from your uh, practice squad. Now, the thing is, in order to sign somebody from the practice squad, they have to be cut, then clear waivers, then you can sign them to the practice squad. So, again, somebody asked, have you all talked punter? Ryan Stonehouse, if you if you want to stay with Brett Kern, you have to cut Ryan Stonehouse. He's not he making clears, it through waivers. Hope he He's clears not, waivers and then brought back. So. Yeah, I mean, that's where you're at, and that's where that question comes. You know, it's that difference that we talked about yesterday, potentially one year of Brett Kern for an extended period of time with Ryan Stonehouse, and now the whole Indianapolis situation may or may not throw a wrench in things. I don't know if that's something the Titans are going to consider that, you know, do we really want to see Brett Kern in a Colts jersey this year? That would kind of break the hearts of a lot of people. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. That's a big question. But as you said, Austin, we talked about, this practice that's about to happen here in what 30 minutes now yeah. and how important it is being the only joint practice they have this week. You and I could both make an argument that the joint practice is more important than the game is because you know, you're seeing ones. If you're a DB, you're seeing Deandre Hopkins, Rondale Moore and AJ green. You're not seeing, you know, the guys that are six, seven down on the depth chart that are other practice squad guys. So if you're one of those back end defensive backs, if you are Des Fitzpatrick, if you are, you know, Christian Deloro or Corey Levin or any of these depth O-linemen, now is the time. Today is the day, right? This is a huge, huge day 
for the Titans at practice. So I will be heading in there and, you know, keeping my eyes peeled on all of these guys that I think are borderline roster guys. You know, we haven't even talked about Mason Kinsey, who I mm -hmm. think, you know, just, you know, you said Dez is going to get cut because of Racy McMath. I think Kyle, uh, Kyle Phillips has gotten Mason Kinsey cut with how good he has looked. Uh, potential practice squad, squad guy as well, but also potentially trying to impress another team that he could try and fit into their wide receiver room. So all of these guys have a lot to prove out there today. And, and for many of them, you know, you get more reps in, in today's practice than you will ever see in the game. So today's a huge day. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, I saw a comment from a viewer today that is now my shade for this Wednesday. So oh, we will boy. throw shade here in a second. I, I might have to take your shade. I wasn't, I, I I didn't have a shade ready to go. Oh no, Sam, your first Dude, shade. I, this is my first Wednesday. I wasn't ready. All right. Well, you've got 60 seconds to think of your shade oh, while goodness. I tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can get better coverage, better rates, and better service with Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. If you are When's the last time you thought about, man, how much am I paying for my health coverage? Uh, well, you're probably paying too much. Your deductible is probably bad for you. You probably don't have good rates. And I guarantee you, you don't have good service with who you're working with, unless you're already a part of the Farm Bureau Health Plan family at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. It's so easy for you to join the family. Honestly, I watched Zach go step-by-step -step through the process earlier this calendar year. 200 plus locations across the entire state. So you can walk into one of those. Jack Gentry walked into one of Franklin, and now he's a part of the Farm Bureau Health Plan family too. Or you can Zoom or call and get set up there with a health assessment, with your plan, with your quote to move forward at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Going to bring up Bet MGM one last time as well. We're talking Major League Baseball. We're talking a one-game parlay, four legs or more. And if it's one leg short, Bet MGM has you on parlay insurance up to $25. The St. Louis Cardinals, Albert Pujols' team, I brought up Pujols earlier. They're the hottest team in baseball. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10. They're on the road at Wrigley Field playing the rival Cubs who they've had their number all season. The Cubs can't win at home. They're one of the worst teams in baseball, and the Cardinals are cooking. So if you want to place a parlay, I would throw the St. Louis Cardinals in it. I would get very involved uh, on that game. And if you want to do four money lines, if you want to do a player prop, if you want to do a run line, whatever you want to do, four legs or more in a, in a single-game parlay, and if, if it's one leg short, you know, you, you get $25 back, up to $25 back. That's betmgm.com. And, uh, yeah, get involved because there's a lot of good baseball games. The pennant races are alive and well. I love a good pennant race. We got football here. We got pennant races going. And before football comes on, make sure you get on BetMGM and place a single-game parlay on one of your favorite Major League Baseball teams or games this fall. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older. older. And all promotions, social qualifications, eligible requirements, rewards issued, acknowledgeable for bets, site credit for bets, surprise seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. Shade time. Ah, all right, some shade. Uh, Sam, you've now had uh, 100 I'm good. Okay. Oh, I'm good to go. You know, I was talking Major League Baseball. And this is something very close to my heart, Austin. You know how much I love baseball. And somebody said they were a Cubs. Aaron said he was a Cubs fan earlier. Well, Aaron, we know my Chicago ties, but I'm a White Sox fan. And I want to throw shade at Tony La Russa because I hate him. 
they because he he is senile and because he keeps ruining my summer nights when I just want to sit back and relax and watch a nice baseball game. And every night I end up turning the game off out of frustration and I have to go do something else to make myself happy. So I'm throwing shade at him because it has been four months now of frustration watching the White Sox every single day make me upset. And I don't know how much more I can do it, Austin. I need the NFL and I need football because Tony La Russa has almost single-handedly taken away my joy every night. So I'm throwing all the shade at Tony La Russa for, yeah, Josh Brown says the game has passed Tony up. It's a different era. He hasn't got a clue. I couldn't agree more. He's fallen asleep in the dugout. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. And it's obvious to everybody watching except the White Sox, unfortunately. So I'm just bitter. And uh, that's my shade because I, I, w- I could throw shade at him all day long. He just makes me miserable. I don't like him. Well, there's a rule about shade is that once you throw the shade on the show, that's it. You only get, you only get to well, use it once. So you've well, exhausted. A good, no I've exhausted Tony LaRusso shade. Yeah. I've cashed in my Tony LaRusso policy, but this was a good one to do it because that one's been building for months now. That, that, I had to get that out. That's been, that's been inside me for a while. Uh, NB says, Sam, how about throwing shade at Austin's take that Woodside makes a 53-man rush? Well, I'll throw shade next week when Woodside doesn't make the 53-man rush. But again, this is what I think. We'll pull out the receipts on him. It's what I think the Titans are going to do. (laughs) It's not my opinion. It's what I think they are going to do. Just don't Uh, let Zach know. Zach will pull that out on you. I, I, yeah, he, I know his, his bank of receipts is, is, uh, oozing out of the seams. Uh, Zach Goodman says I'm throwing shade at the NFL network for blocking out the Titans game Saturday in East Tennessee. That's interesting because I don't know if the local, uh, affiliate in East Tennessee picked up WKRN's feed or not for you guys, but it sounds like it did not happen. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, Tiffany says shade on Sam for having no shade. Uh, I came up with one, Tiffany. Stayed on Sam for being unprepared. (laughs) Hey, I can be unprepared, but, you know, I thought that was pretty good improv right there. You know, that was uh, on the seat of my pants coming up with a good shade. So you went you went to your heart uh, and that's always a good way to start shade. My shade today, Sam, because I know you got to get in there uh, for Titans practice is on Brian Scruggs on YouTube. Brian says, who runs the Instagram Q&A? My guess is it's Buck Rising, unless all A to Z employees are just naturally negative, but I'll, but we'll call it realistic. If you cover Tennessee, then get hype on Tennessee. All right, Brian. Yes, Buck does the questions. That is a feature we've created over three years ago when Buck joined the A to Z team that Buck answers the A to Z Instagram questions uh, they're sponsored. They've been sponsored for over three years and Buck does a great job for him. He uses some wittiness, some humor. He makes fun of people who ask dumb questions like record predictions. And a lot of times people don't ask questions, but Brian, if you cover Tennessee, then get hype on Tennessee. We are not fans. That's not how it works. So Brian PSA before football season starts, it is not our jobs to get hype on Tennessee just because we cover Tennessee. If you want to be hyped up about Kyle Phillips, I'm pretty excited about Kyle Phillips. I'm pretty excited to see what Roger McCurry is going to do. I'm very excited to see how Austin Hooper changes this offense because that affects my football viewing season. But Brian, get with the picture. And uh, no, all A to Z employees are not as naturally negative as Buck, but uh, catch up there, <laughs> Brian. Uh, that's, Buck does a great job of that. It makes him very entertaining. That is my shade. Anything to add there on that, Sam? I'm it. 
I, I don't have anything more to say. I think you somebody said you channeled your inner Zach, and I think that was yeah. Xavier says channeling your inner Zach. Sometimes you just have to let it loose, and and, and yeah, Brian wasn't uh, Brian wasn't with the picture right there. So yeah, and gotta, Brian gotta follows up. Uh, he says uh, we were the number one seed without Henry. We deserve hype. Look, Brian, like I get, like I'm not a we guy. I've never been a we guy. Whenever I'm talking about the team, and that's fine if you're a we guy, but your media are not we guys like that's how it's supposed to be. Um, and so Brian, like, again, I can give analysis. Yes. The Titans were the most injured football team in NFL history and got the one seed. That was very impressive, but chill out on your negativity on the coverage of the team. Cause I think we've had a pretty positive training camp when it comes to our coverage overall. Clint wants to know how many games we think the Titans win. That'll be coming. I'm sure that that will be stuff that we pre schedule preview, all of that stuff. Uh, once the regular season's kind of right around the corner here, that, that'll be time to look at the schedule, loss predictions, all of that. Uh, but, yeah, for now, it's it's about the 53-man. It's about joint practices. It's about the preseason game with Arizona and the rest of training camp here. But, yeah, schedule schedule previews, win predictions, that stuff is to come. Uh, do not worry on that. But we yeah, will – Mark Mark says 17 wins. So that, that's probably what Brian was hoping for as well. Yeah, Ethan says, I used to uh, say we would talk about the Titans and I started watching A to Z. Hey, yeah, we got a convert there, uh, Ethan. Uh, so – and then Clint says Tannehill showing out this year. Oh, to add to, uh, to Brian's hype, yeah, I think Ryan Tannehill's poised for a really good season, Brian. So there's, there's your positivity – uh, to take away on this Wednesday. Sam, head over to practice, and we're going to have a good day of practice and a lot of coverage. Speaking of Ryan Tannehill, who's having a great training camp so far, we will have all types of training camp coverage today in our YouTube channel, A to Z Sports Nashville. So check that out. Subscribe to it on YouTube. We've got great highlights and practice videos uh, that will come up over the next couple of hours from joint practices. So we'll see you guys later on. Sam, talk to you soon. Enjoy the day of practice. See you guys later. Yes. Thanks. Yes, sir.